0: Welcome to Bygones, the Ally McBeal rewatch podcast. I'm Laura Jane Parker. I'm Eleanor Parker. And we are back rewatching every episode of Ali McBeal with our 2019 eyes. Yes. Are you recovered from last
1: episode? Oh, just about. <laughs> just about. It was
0: a... Uh, yeah. I feel like we all needed you to calm down.
1: Yes, definitely. It was... Uh, it was... Traumatic. Upsetting. Parallel haunting (laughs) vomit inducing it was vomit inducing a lot i just my hatred for billy has never been more intense (laughs) yeah billy hatred sensors activated uh
0: yeah it was it was not great although um we were discussing with steve as he was leaving um the um place where we record podcasts, what's the word, you're um, <laughs> uh like it feels like a real watershed moment for the show, because it's like the big will they won't lay has kind of been answered, yeah, and it it's like, no, that's not going to happen, <laughs> so yeah. it's like,
1: what's next? What, next, what comes next, what comes next, so I guess we find out, here we go, in uh, season two, episode 16, called Sex, Lies and Politics. Well, I wonder what we're going to be discussing today. Yeah, yeah, I think it lays it all out there. Three for three. Sex, Lies and Politics, 1st Edge, 1st of March 1999. Okay. Is it my birthday episode yet? Oh, I don't know. So I check? Yeah, check. Let me check.
0: Yeah, it's this is the closest episode to my birthday. Oh, is it? Yeah, because the next one's not till
1: April. Oh, really? They're mm. taking a weird break again. Weird break, yeah. We interrupt this program for Eleanor's Cultural Stuff, brought to you by the 90s, the decade more problematic than it looks. Uh, UK number one is Britney Spears. Hit me baby. Yeah, it is. Hit me baby one more time. Mm -hmm. Uh, US number one is still Angel of Mine. Bloody (laughs) hell, people
0: really, really like Monica in 99. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: 6th um, of um, sixth Cher, Brittany uh, and Monica is all I know about yeah. this year 2nd <laughs> of March yeah singer Dusty Springfield yeah. uh, who received an OBE the month before dies oh. aged 59 at Henley on Thames after a 5 year battle against breast cancer
0: in England?
1: yeah oh, I didn't yeah. realise she
0: lived in England
1: well she was English is she? I'm pretty sure she is Oh, was. News to me.
0: I guess Google. with the name like Dusty, I just assumed she was
1: American.
0: American. I'm pretty sure she was British. Yeah, she, you're right. She is British. There you go. English.
1: Yeah. So her induction... She
0: was not christened Dusty. She was born Mary.
1: So <laughs> there you go. Uh, her induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame occurred two weeks after her death. And her friend Elton John helped induct Aww. her into the Hall of Fame, declaring, I'm biased, but I just think she was the greatest white singer there has ever been. Every song she sang, she claimed as her own. Yeah, I love Dusty. Oh, that's, that's very cute. cute. Yeah. Fourth uh, of March, Brooklyn Beckham is born. Fucking hell, that makes me feel about a
0: hundred years old
1: Because I really remember that happening And now he's like an
0: actual adult
1: Jesus Christ Yeah, okay 5th of March, 99 Analyze this Not analyze that, sequel No, analyze this Cruel Intentions and Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels Guy Ritchie's first feature film Are all released All at once All on the same day
0: All intentions.
1: What a blast from the past! Oh, yeah, that's uh that's become a bit of a cult classic now. Bloody love that film. Yeah, it's brilliant. I've never seen analyze this. I don't think I have. It sounds a little bit like it took its inspiration from The Sopranos. Do you think? I think because the idea is that it's it's Robert De Niro, and I think he plays a gangster oh. who's going to a shrink played that, by Billy Crystal. When did The
0: Sopranos start?
1: Sopranos started ninety eight, I think. I did
0: it. Oh, yeah. okay, it was
1: later, okay, or, yeah. Yeah, no, I think it was 98, and so I think this kind of ripped it off hmm. a little bit. How strange. It's very strange. Renee's reality check. Give me a break. Hi, guys. So, slight correction, uh, Sopranos actually first aired uh, January 1999, not 1998. So, anyway, back to the show. 7th of March. American born film director Stanley Kubrick dies of a heart attack in his home in St Albans in Hertfordshire. Albans, yeah. St Albans, sorry, yeah, Hertfordshire. Of a heart attack, age 70, five days after completing his final film. Eyes Wide Shut,
0: Shut, sexy Tom Cruise (laughs) and Nicole Kidman
1: film. (laughs) his funeral was held five days later at his home estate at childwickbury manor um and he was buried next to his favorite tree on the estate nice guess. Okay. it's nice i think that's three. okay um, i'll bury you
0: next to your favorite tree
1: then when you go i don't have an estate to have a favorite tree well i'll just bury you in the Backyard. On my balcony. Yeah. <laughs> leave me out. <laughs> <laughs> Trial. Yeah. Uh And lastly, 8th of March, another death, I'm afraid. Oh, <laughs> Joe DiMaggio died of lung cancer. Uh, he was an mm. American George baseball DiMaggio, yeah. player. Yeah. And uh, husband of Marilyn Monroe yeah. for a little while. Yeah, he was. And wow. that's that.
0: And obviously, March the 12th, 1999... <laughs> Laura Jane turned 14.
1: Yeah, had I known that this was going to be the only episode in March, I would have looked for like other well, things. Well, I feel like, it. Eleanor, you had
0: one job. <laughs> <laughs> and if you failed on that job, I
1: can't help you.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. So next episode, if we got like a bumper cultural
1: stuff? Because you're like, I've got to catch us up on the month that just happened. Yeah, maybe I will. We'll see. Okay. I'll see. Maybe nothing interesting happened. Maybe. After your birthday. Maybe Maybe that was the last interesting thing of Everyone was like, no, nothing
0: happened. (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's crack into sex, lies, and or politics. (laughs) Will we go three for three? Methinks we will. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so after the events of last episode, we get a scene of Renee and Ali just walking down the street. Renee has a different hairstyle. She's straightened her hair for the first time, and it's kind of, flicked out in that, like, 90s yeah. style. Um, I guess she was like, well, whilst Ali is dealing with all this drama, I'm going to play with my hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Ali is saying that she feels, she's, like, quite bright in disposition. And yeah, then she's has like, quite upbeat. Oh, I feel okay, at least about life with Billy. And Renee's, like, looking at her like, uh and then she's like, I mean, without him, um, I'm feeling excellent, I'm glad. And then a random woman passerby going the opposite direction as she goes past just goes liar yeah and ali stops and she's like incredulously like looking after her and renee's like what and ali's like um uh nothing and then a random man passerby goes past and goes trash and ali's like looking around again and renee's like what's the matter and ali's like that man he and then she looks across the street and she sees a group of people sat on a stoop, all like talking and pointing at her. Yeah. And she's like, are those people over there pointing at me? And Renee looks, but everyone's there just acting normally. <laughs> and Renee's like really exasperated and is like, no. No. And then a pope walks past going, "Maladonna, Maladonna," which is Italian for bad woman. And he's like shaking his head. And, and Ali's like, uh, uh, and a pope didn't just walk by, right? And Renee's like, no. Um, Ali, maybe you should have a little session with Tracy over the guilt. And Ali's like, Tracy makes me feel guilty for having guilt. And Renee's like, it's okay to feel a little shame, but let's get it over it now. It's done. Yeah. And then we hear this like trickle. And a dog is weeing against Ali's boots, and Ali's like, "Did a dog just piddle on my foot?" And Renee looks, and the dog runs off, and she's like, "I'm afraid that's real." (laughs) And then we're in titles. Yeah. So it looks like we're gonna have a whole episode of Ali being, I don't know, just drama drama queen about the entire thing.
1: Well, it's interesting actually because that scene where she's, you know, yeah, she's seeing things, and she's very paranoid about what people are thinking on the street like that is classic anxiety yeah like i i've had that of of being super pat not i've not seen the pope <laughs> or oh, <Okay, laughs> anything like that and i've not i've not uh imagined people calling me names but
0: yeah i have
1: everyone knows things yeah or... well i've just been very paranoid but like when i've been at the height of anxiety right. just uh really hated being outside by myself and really paranoid that everyone thought bad things about me like um and just yeah getting very yeah I just didn't like being outside because that that was part of it I just hated being seen by people yeah because I just I I just had in my head that they all thought really bad things yeah. about me yeah. like the worst things about me yeah and so that scene like really like spoke to me I was just like oh yeah yeah, like this is this is classic anxiety to me okay because I
0: didn't read it like because anxiety I don't know maybe it's um not really my place to read it wrongly because I don't think I've ever really had like full-on anxiety Mm -hmm. um but to me I was like come on like logically you know that people cannot
1: know about what's happened. Yeah. With you and Billy. So, like... But I think it's just a feeling of, yeah. like... I, I feel... Uh, I think it's just a feeling of, like, everyone is... All the worst things I think about myself, right. that is what other people yeah. are thinking about me. Yeah. Even complete strangers on the street Yeah. who probably haven't even noticed I'm fucking there. Yeah. Like, because... Yeah no one does everyone's yeah. too wrapped up in their, in their own, own shit yeah to really truly notice most strangers walking past them yeah like it's just that when you're when i was in the height of like anxiety yeah. i really i truly believed that it like i would it was almost like being on a stage with a spotlight on you right. and you feel like everyone's looking at right. you and thinking the worst yeah. things yeah, 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 and yeah. it makes you not want to go outside yeah, of course. You know? yeah. like, and I think like that that that's how I interpreted
0: yeah that okay scene. like okay. it
1: really reminded me of that feeling okay that's a interesting read on it because I was just like oh here we go
0: Ali everything's not always about you <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so after titles it's the weekly meeting at Cajun Fish and Richard is um, leading it. Um, And Annie comes in late as Richard is going second up and I'm like, so Ali's missed, like, the entire first section of this meeting.
1: Like, where does she get off? Like, I She didn't go to work for, like, a full-on day when dealing with the Billy shit. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, I'm just like, how have you still got a job? Anyway, right. Um, so Richard's like, second up, oh, Ali, great. This is your wheelhouse. John Flattery thinks his wife's cheating on him. And Ali's like, who no, that's my wheelhouse. And everyone's just looking. Yeah. Uh, and Richard's like, uh, civil rights. She's paraplegic. He wants to put a low jack on her wheelchair. Just, you know, do some checks, see if it's legal. And then he goes, John, where do we stand on Peterson? And John, who is holding a massive pastry in his hand, um, just goes, oh, well, you know, we're basically settled. I'm just working out a payment schedule and Nell is really like surprised to hear this because she's like they settled like the senator's gonna pay and they're kind of talking about how surprising and amazing that is like it's like unexpected and whilst this is happening Ali starts to hear the telltale heartbeat again and she's like grabbing at her temple more and more as if she's got like a bad headache yeah and eventually she's like really struggling and she sees she kind of looks up and everyone's voices are going into an echo and this was the bit I related to because like when I get a really bad migraine yeah this is how I feel like everything feels like far away and I'm just like no no can't feel. yeah Gotta, like everything's like a blur yeah um and you can't concentrate on anything no. you just feel like removed from everything so I was just like oh god this sounds horrible yeah. um, but uh george's head is like pulsating that's the other thing yeah. yeah george's head starts to pulsate to the rhythm of the heartbeat <laughs> that she can hear She's a
1: really funny looking it is on funny her head. Um,
0: but ali eventually like interrupts all the conversation and she just stands up really abruptly and she's almost like shouting she's like excuse me i'm gonna i'm just gonna go and get on that low case and she like goes to run out but then she realizes she's forgotten the case file and she comes back yeah. and then she goes again and then Ling says, I know I haven't been here that long, but I'm beginning to think she's even more weird than the strange little man. And then John, who is obviously there, yeah. does his smile therapy smile at Ling. Yeah. And then Elaine walks in and tells him that the attorney's here for the settlement conference that he was talking about. And John is still doing his therapy smile and
1: he kind of gets up and moves
0: off and goes. And, and Ling's just like, I take it back. <laughs>
1: yeah. So it's nice because it's the first uh, morning meeting we've seen with Ling... Sitting in. Yes, she's as she's now an, an actual, actual lawyer. Employee of Cage and yeah.
0: So John goes into his office with this attorney um, that Elaine notified him about, um, and he's sort of straight down to business, like trying to sort out this payment structure. Mm. And this attorney, the um, opposing counsel in this case, Who's played by Zach Grenier? Who is um, he? He plays a character called David Lee in The Good Wife. If anyone watches The Good Wife, which I do, do Um, and he's also been in Deadwood and Twenty Four. Okay. But he has said, actually, we've decided to modify our offer a bit. And John's like, how? And he's like, well, instead of offering the five hundred twenty grand, we're offering nothing. And John's like, is that meant to be funny? And he's like, well, the senator had a change of heart and conscience. And John's like, hang on a minute, we had a deal. And he's like, well, we never closed it, so I guess we go to trial. And he's like, Mr. Benson, we had a deal. And Mr. Benson's like, well, what can I tell you? The deal's off. Like, see you in court. And he leaves. And John is
1: like, dumbfounded. Well, yeah, it's such a dirty trick, isn't it?
0: It is a dirty trick. But I feel like you should always be prepared be prepared
1: exactly. <laughs> whatever that scar song is i yes. can't remember be prepared yeah it is, it is be prepared
0: yeah um, i do think like he dropped the ball on this
1: like he right sw- like he he swallowed something that was too good to be true but also
0: it wasn't if it wasn't agreed and sorted out then don't ever assume that it's done and dusted yeah. like anything can yeah. happen True. Um, yes, it's a shitty thing to do, yeah. but it's not beyond the bounds of possibility. And let's face it, lawyers aren't known for being like understanding <laughs> decent. decent human beings <laughs> half the time. So it was kind of silly of John to like take that, face take value. that as red as yeah. red. Yeah. So anyway, Ali comes out of her office with some papers and walks up to Elaine, and Elaine's like, "I've got Greg Butters on the line, are we keep you on hold." Um, and Ali's like, "Oh, tell him I'll call him right back." And then he's like, in this lifetime? And she's like, Elaine. And then Billy
1: comes up and it's like This was almost my objection. Well, yeah. Because it's horrendous. He goes,
0: Ali. And before she even has a chance to like look up, he grabs her arm and frog marched her to the office and slammed the door.
1: Proper pushes her into her office by the elbow. Where
0: the fuck does this guy get off?
1: Like, After the what happened last
0: think, episode Who does you think he is? How has he got any rights to say anything to her? Or to
1: do anything Like move her in that way
0: No But Ali Once they're behind closed doors Is Just rounds on him And is like Please don't grab my elbow Like it's something that belongs to you And I'm like Too fucking right
1: Yeah And then Billy's like Ali I think we should talk And I I'm like do that fuck off.
0: That <laughs> is not the way to make that
1: happen. But I'm like, you don't need to talk. You you did all the talking last episode. Like, yeah. so kindly fuck off.
0: And Ali is um, pacing up and down. She's like, Billy, the only thing we need to talk about is whether we tell Georgia. Her head's about to explode and the Pope is stalking me. <laughs> and Billy's like, Ali, telling Georgia is not... But he's interrupted by a knock on the door and John popping his head in, which is the appropriate way
1: to to enter enter someone's room. Yeah,
0: Um, and he's like Billy, and Billy, who is annoyed at being interrupted, is like John, I need a second, and I'm like, this is your your boss, boss? and you're here at work, meant to be working, not dealing with your personal bullshit. Yeah. Um, But John is like, take it later. In the conference room now, you two, Ali, and Ali shrugs like, well. I guess this is where we do our jobs. so I suppose <laughs> we should do them.
1: Like, and just walks out. <laughs> like, they both are a bit like... Oh, I suppose we... <sighs> Don't have How much of How inconvenient, like, <laughs> that we've been asked to, like, work. <laughs> Think of it. In the office. <laughs> what a concept. Like, it's like, I Jesus. guess we're going to have to prioritise working now. Yeah. <laughs> I was a bit just like, you guys are the worst. So I'm <laughs> How have you managed to hold down yeah. any kind of
0: employment? Terrible. <laughs> anyway, John's called this meeting and he's standing explaining his problem to all of the lawyers, at uh, uh, the main lawyers in Cajun Fish, like... I mean, past basically. Um, and he's basically saying like, they led me to believe we were settling. So I didn't prepare. And I'm embarrassed to admit that it worked. Trial sh- Scheduled to begin today and I've got nothing. <laughs> and Richard's like, Oh, can't you get one of those continued doohickey things? <laughs> Great, Richard. <laughs> but then the telltale heartbeat starts up again as John's like, Well, the judge marked the case no further continued doohickeys, but I'm glad to see the wheels spinning, Richard. You'll be coming with me. Um, and then Annie looks over at Georgia and Georgia's head is pulsating with me again. <laughs> And uh, as John is like, the rest of you, I'm putting on crash discovery. And Ali is like, what is this case about? And Georgia, could you please turn your head down? <laughs> and Georgia, understandably, is like, excuse me. <laughs> I love that line. Could you please turn your head down? <laughs> I know. Well, the beating stops once Georgia's like, eh? um, And everyone looks at Ali and Ali's like, nothing, nothing. <laughs> kidding, bygones. Um, John says State Senator Harold Watkins libeled Shirley Peterson and her bookstore as a place of disrepute caused her to go bankrupt and Nella's like you're going into a libel case unprepared and John's like I had no choice and thanks for that lightning bolt of confidence <laughs> and he's like Billy, Annie, Georgia the defamatory remarks were made in TV spots I want you to chase down the people who worked on the campaign they were just guns for hire, they might have talked. Elaine has the file on the list in the meantime, I'll try to push off the trial. Richard, let's go. And I was like, well, what's Nell Ling's job? <laughs> like, yeah, they've given a job. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Other than to fret. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, at the courthouse, it's Judge Walsh who is presiding. And he has no time for Cajunfish's <laughs> bullshit. Because he's basically like, forget it. I'm not continuing. I'm not giving you any kind of delay. Even though John is like, it, it was bad faith. Like, they fooled me, blah, blah, blah. And... Walsh is like, nap, ready for trial or he wins. And John goes, I object, I object, I object. And then Walsh goes, he sort of leans forward and he goes, I am not impressed by Trilogy, Mr. H. <laughs> ready for trial or he wins. And there's like this pause as John gathers himself and he's like, ready for trial. And Walsh is like, fine, begin after lunch, blah, 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 blah. And that opposing counsel's like well since this is going to be a short trial with the potential of a lot of publicity because he's a senator i want the jury to be sequestered and john's like well i oppose that juries tend to punish the ones bringing the suit when they're sequestered and judge walsh is like i kind of agree with mr benson and then richard interrupts and is like your honor if we don't let these people watch the news they'll only know what they hear in here what chance does the truth have then (laughs) and john's face is like
1: Great. <laughs> like, <laughs> I chose the wrong second chair. I mean, I don't know what he expected. <laughs> no, I really don't. Um so Richard and John come back in the office. Back at-
0: out of the elevator at the office and John's like Richard that didn't help uh you're, you're off. off the case no thank you and then he's like Ling I need you immediately your second chair and Richard's like no no no, I can do it and he's like no nope, I need her and I don't want three we need to look like the underdog and then Ling's like I'm not a litigator and John's like nope for this you are and then Link's like, I knew this would happen if I took a job here. You'd all make
1: me work. <laughs> she like storms past Ali. I know. On and, the office floor. But
0: she also storms past Ali and is like, don't even say hi to me. Like, <laughs> Ali's just ignored her. And then Ari just like, furrows her brow. <laughs> and then Elaine runs up to Ali going, your office. And Ali's like, who? And she's like, Greg. And Ali takes this really deep breath. And so in Ali's office, greg is not happy
1: no uh
0: he's saying you don't take my calls you don't call me i don't like playing games Allie. and i was like neither do i and he's like and then he looks really concerned and he's like what's going on and i want to know the truth and Ali's like the truth okay greg i'm gonna give you the truth for a couple of days there was somebody else and greg's face like,
1: Terrible. Team Greg condemns you!
0: <laughs> condemns you for <to> hell! <sighs> and she says, somebody I even kissed. It was a mistake and it's over, but for two days there was somebody else. And Greg just, like, gets Immediately. Up. he's like, like I need okay. to go. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, just walk out. We need to talk about it. We need to talk about it. And Greg's like, no, we need to talk about this later. And he opens the door. And he bumps straight into Billy and Greg leaves. And Billy's like, so uh, what was that about? And Ali's like, take a guess. And he's like, well, what did you tell him? And Ali goes that we kiss." But the door is open. Like they're not even trying no. to be discreet. I saw that, yeah. I was like, I think they want to get found out. Yeah, completely. Because she's not talking in a whisper. No, Like no. it's wide open. Anyone, Anyone can hear. Anyone
1: can overhear that, yeah.
0: And she's like, that we kissed and then we clutched and then I couldn't remember if we made love or not on account of your microscopic penis. <laughs> and Billy's like, so you're still angry at me. I'm
1: like, right. of course she is, you fucking dick. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly my note. It's like... For saying that love was wasted on her. Yeah, weirdly. Strangely enough, she's still fucking angry at you. You fucking prick. <laughs> like... Oh, what's wrong. And the way he says it, he sort of looks so at like, the ceiling like... like oh, a, a roll my eyes. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm just like... You can just, like... Go jump. Kindly fuck Go off. jump. Leave me alone for the... Re- <laughs> like, <you> said, <laughs> <laughs> It's just, like, just shut up, leave me alone, shut your fucking mouth for the rest of your fucking life, (laughs) like I'm not interested,
0: well Ali is like I'm over my anger Billy, I'm over everything and she starts hearing the heartbeat again and she's like my struggle goes to you know what and Billy's like well I've been meeting with a counsellor and he says I shouldn't tell her and Ali's like well so does Tracy, not telling her is the right thing to do and Billy nods and goes to leave, and then Ali continues saying, so why does it feel so wrong? And Billy just walks out and the heartbeat continues as Ali stands in her office. And she starts like talking back to it. She's like, stop it. You are not going to guilt me. I'll just dance to the beat. And she starts like wiggling her hips to each heartbeat.
1: Like, do, 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 do,
0: do, And she's like, see, this is music to me. This is music to my ears. My conscience just tells me to dance. and then like Nell
1: comes to the doorway Nell like wanders in and she's
0: like looking at Ali and like what the and Ali notices and there's like this record scratch as the beat (laughs) stops and then Nell smiles and turns to leave and Ali just looks really embarrassed as though she's like trying to find a way to style it out but there isn't one there is is no way (laughs) so then she just goes and sits down like oh dear no I don't
1: know this is I don't know about you, but I don't think. I don't know about you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you no, know we've been sisters for some time now, and I still don't know about you. Well, I don't know about you. I don't know about you first. I'm the eldest. As soon as you popped
0: out, I was like, I don't know about you. <laughs> I don't know about
1: you, I don't know about this. I'm <laughs> <Abort. laughs> That in newborn. <laughs> maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Nobody can tell. <laughs> but um, the what was my point? Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, like you. even that one. These um Billy and Allie. <laughs> these Billy's <laughs> and <Ali's. laughs> these, these Billy and Alice, Them saying that, oh, I saw a counsellor and he told me to do this, and yeah. she's like, Oh, yeah, no, my therapist also told me to do this. Yeah. I'm not sure that uh, I mean it's do one you of those call things. Bullshit. Yeah, because I'm just like I mean maybe it just depends on what kind of therapy you're getting. I don't know, but I just don't believe that a therapist would tell you what to do.
0: Well, in we know that Tracy situation. Has. Tracy's been like go and sleep
1: with Greg. Yeah, which give them instructions. Exactly, which I'm just like, I don't I don't think that's realistic at all okay. because the thing is if you do what your therapist tells you to do and it goes fucking wrong, like, you can turn around and be like, well, you told me to do this and now it's all blown up. Like, I just don't... Maybe
0: they mean it in the more oblique way where they're like, well, what do you think would happen if you did tell her?
1: Yeah. Or what does that tell you? Do you know what I mean? Like, and they don't actually explicitly say go and not do this. Because my... I've, you know, been in therapy and... And my therapist would never have been like you need to do this or you can't do that or it, it was yeah. very much kind of like you know uh, it, feelings and yeah. like how do you feel about this or how yeah. do you feel about that or you know what I mean like it was never ever instructional in yeah. regards to life decisions how you I
0: don't know handle
1: your relationships
0: enough I don't know enough about therapy
1: to know one way or the other well I just feel like and it's not just Ali McBeal that does this but I feel like there are a lot of TV and movie therapists that do this kind of thing, they're like the character that a writer can use to be like, they're the ones that tell this character to do X, Y and Z and move the plot along a bit, because I feel like you know Big Little Lies like I feel like the therapist in that also does similar things in terms of being right. like instructional,
2: yeah, in
1: a way that I'm not sure actually is ethical as a therapist, yeah. But I don't know because no. it's just one of those things know. where it's like there's so many different types of therapy, yeah. I just wonder whether the therapy I've experienced just hasn't been that kind. I've
0: yeah, just, maybe. Or I don't know. Just, I've never had it. Or whether it's
1: just like a trope in writing to be like, this is the useful character that I can use as a way of introducing courses of action to, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, what do you think about, you know, if
1: someone came to you with this problem and was like, what do you think I should do? Would you tell them not to tell? I have mixed feelings over it, but I think we can get to, we'll get get to it. Yeah.
0: Okay, so. Ali is uh calling people as part of the task that John set for her for the case trying to find out if she can meet with people that worked on this senator's campaign and they just hang up on her and she's like you big dick and as she says that George has walked in and she heard that and she's laughing She's like if you had any luck and Ali's like I have spoken to everyone who worked on the campaign at least as independent contractors and then she kind of falters the because starts, the beat yeah. starts again and georgia's head is pulsating <laughs> and Al- georgia's like i'm working on anybody who's fired and ali's like trying to be casual but clearly like she's got her hand to her temple like, <laughs> she's looking like proper shifty, yeah she's she? like and nothing and georgia's like not yet gonna keep going down the list and then she's like are you okay and ali's like uh, yeah, I just... And she just sort of wanders out of her office. Yeah, it
1: doesn't, like, finish the conversation <laughs> at all.
0: And as that happens, the heartbeat mixes into um, the song Friendship Train by Gladys Knight and the Pips. And as that song kicks in, Ali walks through the complex And as Gladys is singing about what the world needs now is the friendship train, all the random extras at Cajun Fish are like, hi, hi, hi. As she like walks past. Yeah. And there's all these like weird camera close-ups of the camera kind of pushing through them as if it's Ali's point of view. Um, and, And it's sort of, Ali eventually kind of makes her way to the unisex. And as she goes in and closes the unisex door behind her, the track stops and she takes this like big sigh of relief yeah um so you know her mental health is not doing well (laughs) um so back in the courthouse john is getting up to question miss peterson who is played by linda geringer who also played janet reno last season Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, she looked completely different. I know. Really I think there different. was a lot of, because obviously Janet Reno was a, is a, real, is a real, person. real person, there was probably a lot of makeup Aesthetics to like make stuff. her look more like it. Okay. Whereas obviously she looks more like herself here. Yes, yes, yes. Um, But yes uh john is questioning her about how long she worked at the store and what sort of stuff that the store sold and she's like yeah i worked there seven years it was music and books we were doing quite well sales were growing every quarter and lynn gets up and goes objection your honour i'm bored as an officer of the court I have a duty to be open and forthright. I think the witness is tedious. I'm concerned for the jury's attention span. And Walsh, who sounds equally bored, is like, yes, yes. And thank you for livening things up. And then he sits. And John just looks like he's, like, surprised, like, dumb, like, embarrassed at the fact that she's got up. Yeah. And he goes, at some point, your business suffered. And Miss Peterson goes, yes. So last September... That man, while running for state senator, accused us of dealing in pornography. He basically campaigned against us, said we were an assault on American values. And so we were picketed and we began to lose our book signing events. And now we're going out of business. And Lynn gets up again and is like, and for all that you blame him? I'm sorry, Your Honour. I I'm assigned to this. I'm learning about it as we go along. It seems ridiculous. As an officer and the opposing counsel is like, what is going on here? And Judge Walsh is like, Ms Wu, please sit. And John's like, well, she asked the question and all because of him. And Miss Peterson's like, yes, because of him. His whole campaign centered on values, family, and he singled my store out because we were on Beacon Hill and it gave him the perfect hook. Look at the smut shop, two blocks away from the Capitol. It was a nifty little political ploy. Problem was, it killed us. And he put me and a lot of other hard-working people into unemployment. So... After that, the scene switches to Ling and Cage sort of marching out of the courtroom to drum beats that are very similar to the jingle I made for the leaderboard uh, uh, that Eleanor hasn't yet heard no, at time I of haven't. recording. But if you've listened to our mailbag episode, you will have also heard it. So okay. uh, they march to those drum beats into the elevator, and Ling is going is that what you wanted? And John's like, exactly. And I'm like, oh, sneaky cage game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we learn it's all a ploy. Um, and Ling says, do you want me to do the same thing on her cross? And John's like, yeah, just with a small adjustment. So John is in control. It's
1: good. It's all um, fine.
0: So Greg and Ali are at lunch.
1: In some kind of cafe yeah. somewhere. Yeah.
0: And Greg, graciously, has decided to hear her out, and Ali's saying, well, I'm not asking you to understand, I'm telling you what is, or was. And as much guilt as I feel over this kiss, it's something I had to go through.
1: I'm and- just, I'm like, no, like, you owe him understanding, if not, you at least owe him an effort to try and help him understand and like, like an apology be apologetic. yeah yeah
0: and greg to his credit says hey ali if you're about to break into a gotta be me i'm gonna walk away from this table and you right now and i was like
1: good for you greg yeah, walk greg. over here yeah team greg. <laughs> team greg at the next table like hey, salivating into <laughs> our soup yeah <laughs>
0: And Ali's like, that's not what I was about to do. And Greg's like, good. Because I don't care what stage you and I were at or where you think we're at. We were past the stage of you kissing someone else. And if you don't feel the need to apologise to me, then we can be done right now. And I was like, yes,
1: Greg. Yeah, you're right. Someone who's got some boundaries and self-respect. And just like common decency. Yeah, yeah. You're um, right.
0: And Ali goes, I apologise. And I'm like, that's not how you say sorry. Just no. like a formal, I apologise. Like, you, you, you know, she clearly... Doesn't give a shit, anyway. Greg is like, I understand you may be emotionally neurotic and might even tolerate it, but do me a favor. Don't celebrate it. And I was like,
1: I'm so with Greg. Yeah, I am, I'm like too right. Like she is being too, too kind of like, look, you know, it's just, I had to do it. And it's just one of those things. And um, I'm not even gonna bother trying to explain it so that you have some kind of understanding Because your understanding is really kind of low on my list of priorities right now. And
0: it's just like... I think this is what what annoys me about the opening scene where she's having all these, like, visions and, like, as you say, anxiety symptoms. It's not so much that that annoys me, because obviously you can't help that happening. But it's the fact that she does celebrate her issues rather than... Try and work on them, yeah, and like sees it as an excuse for her acting like bad behavior, an, e- a, a, an asshole. Yeah, like well, I can't help
1: it because well, like I've got just problems, and my
0: problems are special. I
1: just something. This is something. I this is a process I had to do. Um, I'm sorry it's inconvenient, but and yeah. I think this is why
0: Renee gets annoyed with her because she's like, no, like, like maybe go to Tracy get some help. Like this. The fact that you're going through this isn't an excuse for you to just be shitty with everyone no, not at all. and dominate everyone's time and energy because yeah, you're completely. going through
1: something. Completely. Like everyone's going through something, exactly. you know? And some th- people are going through things because of your you. actions. Exactly. Like, so yeah, take a seat, please, and um, yeah, have some yeah goddamn consideration for other people
0: <laughs> well Ali does look a little chagrined after Greg says that and Good. the next scene is Renee and Ali sat on a bench in the courthouse like halls with a coffee um and, like debriefing about it and, and Renee's like oh is that where you left it and she's like yeah and Renee's like so and she's like well I don't know we'll take a day maybe go from there and Renee's like Ali how do you feel about him do you even want to go from here and Ali's like I don't know and then she looks over and the dude from the court case is surrounded by press like giving sound bites but she hears him as saying obviously she feels remorse she's embarrassed but she didn't lie to georgia she just didn't volunteer information and the press is like clamoring for more questions so she's just like envisioned yeah this guy like having to do a sound bite about her when yeah. obviously it's like not that's not happening yeah um and she kind of clutches her head and it's like i swear renee it's like everybody knows the whole world is looking at me like i'm this disgusting cheating thing and renee's like and this couldn't possibly be your imagination (laughs) and ali says will you go to church with me tonight and renee's like church and she's like i just want to sit in a big room of forgiveness and hear everybody say amen and renee's like all this over a kiss and ali's like the kiss i'm over the lie, every time I see Georgia, the lie lives. And
1: I'm like, well stop I just being shitty. <laughs> it's really weird that like I feel like Yeah, she cares way more about what Georgia like whether or not to tell Georgia like whether or not to tell Greg like wasn't even like a conundrum no. for her. No. She told him straight away yeah. and it's like Whether or not she tells Georgia is, like, the big thing looming for her. Yeah. And the thing is, is, like, I I really, you know, this Greg stuff. Like, I'm just, like, you clearly don't like it when a guy refuses to go soft on you and you're bullshit. And he's actually holding you to account and you're getting really uncomfortable with that. Yeah. Like, and it's just, like, but you're just so not interested yeah in his feelings and his like this relationship no. very clearly kind of like uh oh, spit too much hard work this is too difficult yeah he's he's like actually he's wanting like got, me to be accountable he's for got shit. like feelings and stuff but i have to think about i i have mm. to be accountable shit. and and i and i think you know what i wonder whether it's also a thing of like she she can no longer be the good guy in the relationship. No. Yeah, and she always has to be the good guy. Yeah, like the men or the man she always needs to
0: have the moral upper. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And now she's lost that completely, yeah. and now it's just like oh, uh, guess I'm gonna have to There's start no wrong over for me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to start over with a new relationship where I can still have the oh, moral high ground. ground. Yeah, like it's very weird.
0: Yeah, completely. So back in court, the opposing counsel is crossing Miss Peterson and he's trying to point out that the store did sell books with nudity and pictures of copulation and graphically describing sex acts. And Miss Peterson's like, yeah, photographs by Herberts, books written by John Irving, Balzac. And the opposing counsel's like, yeah, redeeming social value. Yes, but isn't that a subjective thing? And she's like, of course it is, which means people should get to make up their own minds. And the opposing counsel's like, and isn't Senator Watkins one of the people entitled to his own opinion? And she goes, there's a difference between having an opinion and buying 30 second spots to go on television labeling me a pornographer. And Ling is just looking increasingly bored. (laughs) And the opposing counsel's like, so it's all right to think something just as long as you don't voice it too loudly. And she goes, he saddled me up to raise funding from right-wing constituents. And Link's like, objection, every politician lies to get money. And now he's, and John just yanks her back. And <laughs> Judge Walsh goes, Miss Wu, the court is going to take the unusual step of ordering you to support your client's position. <laughs> and then gets up again, like, your honor. And John like pushes her back down. And she, but she continues from the sitting position. And it's like, the truth is on everybody's side. My client will ultimately see that. You can't go around suing elected officials every time they do something disgusting. They'd never have time to do their jobs. <laughs> and he's like, Ms. Wu. <laughs> so then the opposing counsel continues by saying, like, you know, rappers with profane lyrics, these CDs can all be found at your store. And Miss Peterson goes, well, yes, as they can in Blockbuster and Tower and I was like, RIP, RIP. <laughs> she's like, and every record store across the nation. And the opposing was like, so that would make it okay. Everybody's doing it. So Senator Watkins should just accept it. And she's like, he put me out of business. Do you get that, Senator? You put me out of business. And she's like really angry. Yeah. So Billy is staring at himself in the mirror in the unisex. <laughs> <sighs> Richard comes in. And it's like, hey Billy, how's it going? And he's like, fine, you. And Richard, like, nods and he sort of leans on the sink, like, (laughs) casually, being like, a bit better. Um, (laughs) You and Ali having sex? And Billy's like, what? (laughs) And he's like, well, you know, she's feeling guilty about something. You're walking around closing doors, put two and two together, 69. And I'm like, (laughs) this is how fucking obvious they're making it. Richard, Richard, has figured it out. And he kind of moves to Billy's side and, like, So he's looking in the mirror with him and he puts his arm around him and he's like, if it's true, you can tell me. My shoulder's nothing if not a cushion. (laughs) And Billy just turns and walks walks away. Walks saying nothing. Yeah. And as he opens the the door, Elaine's on the other side (laughs) and he just walks off and she comes in and like sidles up to Richard and is like, anything? And he's like, no. And she goes, I hear Georgia thinks he's doing something with Nell. And Richard's like, oh, come on. And Elaine goes oh, don't let that sub-zero thing fool you. She's a tramp. And I was like, uh, based on what? Unacceptable. Like, where's this come from? Yeah. Um, And she goes, remember, it takes one to know one. And she then starts taking tissues and like stuffing her bra. (laughs) And Richard goes, The only thing we know for sure about Nell and Elaine is that when you talk about her, she's behind you. (laughs) And then we see Nell, like the camera pans, and Nell's right there. And Elaine's like, I meant tramp in a good way. And Nell's like, yes, thank you. (laughs) And then Elaine takes the bra tissue out of her bra and like blows her nose
1: with it. Oh, dear. So a bit
0: later, John is pacing his office at night barefoot, and Ling is there with him, and they're kind of. I guess, Disgusting. spitballing the nice. closing, yeah. and John's saying that he spoke to the bailiff, and the movie that they're watching tonight is The Music Man, and Ling's like, the movie who's watching? And John's like, the jury, it's perfect, and Ling just sort of narrows her eyes at him as John like continues like pacing. So then we are in Reverend Mark's church, we'll oh, yes. remember Reverend Mark from such other episodes as... When he was mean to Lisa (laughs) (laughs) Um, and the dead uncle. Um, So Renee and Ali are there whilst he's doing his evening service sermon. And he's like going on and on about God or something. And then Renee's like, tell me again why we're here. And Ali's like, because it's godly here. This may be as close as I get. Plus, it's nice sitting among strangers feeling anonymous. I mean, I swear, back at the office, they look at me like I... And then a woman <laughs> the in front of them like, turns around and it's like, shh. And then Renee and Ali both go, shh, back at her. And I'm like, no. Shh the woman who shushed you. <laughs> that's not how that works. No. Um, but then Reverend Mark sort of hears the commotion. He's like, that's a good idea. Let's talk. Somebody shout out one of the commandments. Anybody. And like a random congregation member is like, "Thou shalt not covet," and Ali's <laughs> eyes are like, "Bing," <laughs> and Mark's like, "Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife." Let's about that what's the big deal about coveting somebody else's spouse I mean to covet that just goes to what you're thinking why is that a sin and Ali is like I don't believe it <laughs> and Mark's like well I'm gonna tell you and everyone's like tell us and he's like you want to like, like, yeah. <laughs> like, know why and they're like yeah <laughs> and he's like good lord you want to know why and they're like yeah he's like because all those other commandments don't do this don't do that it's about how you act this one says, don't even think it. And everyone's like, amen. And he's like, don't even think it. Why? And they're like, And he's <laughs> just <laughs> looking really angry. He's like, because the Lord thought if we make it a sin to even think it, Maybe man will resist the temptation to do it because the sixth commandment, thou shalt not commit adultery. That's the worst. And And Ali fends up. up. And she's like, oh, come on. That is not the worst. Thou shalt not kill. That's got to be worse than coveting somebody else's husband. Give me a break. (laughs) And everyone's just looking at her. And Mark's like confused. And then she sits down. And Renee's like, uh, you said you wanted to be anonymous? And Ali's like, shut up. <laughs> then mark says maybe we should hear from the choir finish our talk after a little reprieve um, and renee's like why did you do that and she's like let's just pay our respects to god renee could we do that please <laughs> and then jennifer holiday aka lisa yeah. leads the choir in singing shake your tail feather yeah. by ray charles which is all about attracting a mate yes. and renee is uh, and ali is like they are singing about And Renee's like (laughs) Ali And Renee's like They all know And Renee's like They don't know And (laughs) Renee's like She is singing about cheating Renee Everybody knows (laughs) And I was like No Have you not heard of Bader-Meinhof syndrome Like once you start seeing Something once You see it everywhere Like
1: That's not No no, Like (laughs) these people Don't know you Or anything about you No
0: So yeah So the next day Ali's gone back To see Mark Which I was like why? Um, but he's making her a cup of tea and he's like, my sermon wasn't about you. And I'm like, you've gone back to us. So did you do the sermon about me? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and she was like, well, it just felt that way. It just happened to be about adultery and the song just happened to be about shaking your tail feathers. And I know according to polls that adultery is not a big deal. And Mark bringing the tea is like, not only the tea in the cup, but the tea in his mouth. It's <laughs> like, you didn't commit adultery. <laughs> tea in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, he brings the tea in his mouth. He like spills the tea out of his mouth.
1: No? Yeah, He did! <laughs> the translators <laughs> <laughs> have an image of him and I've got tea in his mouth then. Like... <laughs> like, you know, like the rainbow vomit. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, He said, You didn't commit adultery. And Ali's like genuinely shocked by being like, I didn't. And I'm like, No, you didn't, you precious snowflake. Of course you didn't. You're not married. And also, Mark's like, No, you just kissed the guy. That's not adultery. And Ali's like, But a kiss with all the emotion of making love? (laughs) He's like, So what? Still not adultery. And she's like, so what? She's like, excuse me, but I am no biblical scholar, but I do know that Jesus said that any married man who so much as looks at another woman with lust, he's committed adultery in his heart. And Mark is like, his attitude is entirely like, honey, calm down. (laughs) Yeah, look, Jesus was maybe a little off the mark there. And Ali is like, Jesus was was off the the mark? mark. Like... (laughs) But Mark goes, under that theory, every heterosexual man would be an adulterer, which I was like, so heteronormative. I was like, he says, it's the deed, Ali, not the thought. Thou shalt not commit adultery. That's what the sixth commandment says. You didn't commit it. Whatever was in your heart and mind is not the same as the deed. And Ali's like, what about all the stuff about coveting? And Mark's like, look, Hoverting is a dumb one. I don't understand why it's even there. <laughs> and she's like, so why did you hammer it in the sermon? And he says, because that's what the one that they called out. You saw how I segued into adultery because that is big, but you didn't commit it with a kiss. And as for telling Georgia, well, that's just selfish. And I, at this point, I was like, I mean, are we this sure that he is the best person for giving more relationship guidance yes.
1: given what he did to yes, Lisa. Completely. I was like, why have you gone to this yeah, man? completely. You know, like, the deal with this guy. <laughs> like, why he do was you think terrible. he is, like, the guy to go to relationship advice I know. for?
0: But he continues by saying, it would serve no po- purpose other than to ease your guilt. If Billy wants to tell her that's his business, as for you, you need to go on with your life. And Ali's like, the problem is... George's in it. She's a friend of mine. And Mark's like, oh, is that the issue? George is a friend. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, well, relax, because she's not really your friend. And she's like, she isn't? And Mark's like, no, because if she was, you wouldn't have kissed her
1: husband. <laughs> she's like, oh. <laughs> I love that line. I know, I know. I mean, yeah, this is the thing, is I was just like, yeah, I'm not convinced that a religious man would be like, oh, what's the big deal about this? Yeah. Because... It is like a big deal. She was in, inter- like, she was with Greg and she kissed another oh, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and it's not adultery no, it's because not. it's not sex. No. It, it's cheating. Yeah. Like, because I think that's the thing is that adultery is a very specific term. Yeah. And it means sexual intercourse. It does not mean kissing. However, cheating is like that's something that is, uh, is everyone's got a different idea of what cheating is and i think that like for some people like just simply flirting with, yeah. with another person is cheating yeah. um and i do like ali is feeling guilty yeah and i think she's right to feel guilty yeah. because even if georgia wasn't her friend like ali does have a very strong sense of fair play when it comes to love. And yeah, and this wasn't. So there. yeah, it makes total sense that she's beating up herself over this because you know guilt arises when you you violate your own moral code, yeah, yeah. and that she has definitely yeah. done that. Yeah. Um. So I find it a bit weird that everyone's trying to make out like her guilt is an overreaction. Well,
0: I, I think what annoys me about her is that she feels guilty. As she should do, um, but she isn't doing anything. She seems to only be using that guilt to attention seek with Billy, with Renee, with.
1: No, like she's her... proper wallowing in it.
0: Yeah, she's not doing anything constructive with about it. it. Yeah, and when she's got the opportunity to, she's not. So she barely apologised to Greg about right. it. Yeah.
1: She's not
0: doing anything like, about she, it with Georgia. It's almost
1: like she doesn't feel guilty about Greg. No. She doesn't feel guilty about Greg. She,
0: But she, it's just really... I feel like she wants all the attention that comes with this guilty, terrible thing that she's done. But doesn't want to do any of the growth and the learning from it. Yeah.
1: And the thing is, is like, I... Whether or not she should tell Georgia, I think is debatable. Because part of me thinks Georgia should know... So that she can free herself from her marriage. Yeah. And like, to such a fuck nut of a husband. Right. (laughs) Like, but this is the, the crux of it is I don't think that is Ali's intention in telling her. I don't think Ali wants Georgia to know so that she has all the facts. Like she's not being like, Hey girl, no, you don't want to hear this. Um, but, you know, your husband is kissing women that are not you. Like, you know, that is not why... one of them, a but, pulse. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think Ali is just looking for a quick fix to release the guilt that she has. And she sees that telling Georgia... She feels that telling Georgia is that way out of the guilt that she's yeah. feeling. And that is ultimately selfish. Like, she's not... Like I say, if it was a case of she's just like, no, Georgia needs to know. She needs to know the facts yeah. of what is going on with her fucking husband yeah. because he's a dog, yeah. and she needs to know. Yeah. yeah, like because she needs to get out of there. Yeah, like that's not that's not what is going on. No, she she if if Georgia called off her marriage to Billy because of this. Ali would be like oh well I didn't mean for that
2: to happen yeah, yeah. like
1: she would then be ripping all and- that on exactly yeah. as more guilt like she doesn't want that to happen yeah she wants Georgia to release her from her guilt yeah yeah and that is selfish but also she kind of doesn't because she's like enjoying being
0: in it wallowing in the guilt that's why she's not telling her yeah so I just it just smacks not enough of like She's clinging onto it for like attention-seeking. Is the only word I can use, and I know she's not attention-seeking to like everybody, but like it's that thing of like her problems always bigger than everyone else's. But
1: it's it's that further like narcissism yeah. and self-absorption. Yeah. Like it's like oh my god, no one has a problem as big as this at the moment. And like... I'm like,
0: Billy literally has the exact same problem, but worse.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, But somehow you're taking it all off. Yeah, like, yeah, completely. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so at the courtroom the senator is on the stand and the opposing counsel is questioning him and saying basically she's got a right to sell the books but i've got the right to complain um and i believe that she is a pornographer the supreme court said about obscenity they know it when they see it as do i she sold lewd books naked nude pictures and he's sort of getting more and more like impassioned in his like speech it's almost like he's like doing a rally or something. He's grandstanding, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. He's like, this country isn't against morality. This nation, to me, isn't a champion of indecency. This land, to me, isn't. And then John interrupts him by setting off this blow <laughs> Really, really high. Yeah. Like, super high. Dangerously high. And he's like, <laughs> oh... I apologise, Your Honour. I was adjusting my blowtorch. There must be gas in the room. <laughs> Why have you got a blowtorch? Like I was adjusting my blowtorch. Why do you have a random blowtorch? <laughs> well, the opposing counsel's like, object to that, Your Honour. This man is famous for his stunts. That one was dangerous. And Walsh is like, I agree. Bailiff, take away his blowtorch. <laughs> and he says, one more trick like that, I'll hold you in contempt.
1: And John's like, well, again, I I apologise. But he's done it now and he's gotten away with
0: it. So So back at Cajun Fish, Ali has the radio (laughs) on in her office and she's listening to Dr. Ruth's radio show, who was a personality in the 90s. I don't know if... I think she had a TV show at one point. She was one of those TV media like Yeah, sounds Um, familiar. And the radio's like, oh, we're back with Jodie from Cambridge. Jodie, you're on with Dr. Ruth Westheimer. And then we see Ali is on the phone and she's like... The one on the phone to yeah, Dr. she's, she's Jodie, pretending from to Bridge, Jodie. Yeah. And it's all kind of echoey because as she's talking, because she's got the radio on, you can hear her in real life yeah, also on, the, on radio. the radio. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure when you call into radio shows, they tell you to switch Turn off. it off. If you're... Because
1: the, they're, they're gonna going to hear echo. it. Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: So I'm but also,
1: I'm like, just like, yeah, again, more very unsubtle shit. Like you're blasting your radio. Like, I know. From, your office she's like,
0: but she's like uh dr ruth is like hello dear how are you and ali's like oh fine and then she realized she's meant to be like anonymous so she puts on this accent weird she's like, voice fine um i was wondering if you kiss the <laughs> husband of a friend of yours should you be honest and tell the friend <laughs> and dr ruth's like perhaps you should start by telling her you are no friend at all And ali's like Hangs <laughs> up, <laughs> and she's like hello hello little thing to really German. so um, Ali gets up to switch off the radio and then she goes to the door to open it so I guess at least she had the door closed but I mean whatever are
1: they soundproof I think no. not no <laughs> um, she
0: goes to the door and opens it and Billy is on the other side and she gets startled because she's like how long have you been standing there and Billy's like I just got here can I talk to you for a second and he doesn't wait for her to answer he just comes in and slams the door and he's like.. this guy.. i know.. he's like.. i've spoken to three marriage counsellors
1: <laughs> and they.. it's like.. we have been auditioning them he's like.. i have run round town going to all the marriage but counsellors but also.. he's
0: meant to be ringing round people for this case not marriage counsellors but anyway.. he's like.. i've spoken to three marriage counsellors and they are all pretty certain that if it's past tense i shouldn't tell and he's like.. and it is past tense.. that's a guarantee Billy, maybe we're both running around looking for somebody to take us off the hook and that's not gonna happen. Nobody will. Not the shrinks, not the ministers. Maybe we're looking for Georgia to do it and that's not fair. And Billy's like, well, it's hard to tap dishonesty as the best policy. And Ali's like, the kiss was dishonest. We weren't thinking of her then. We should think of her now. And Billy's like, and not tell. And Ali's like, yes, not <laughs> doing it So, back at the courthouse john is crossing uh the senator and he's saying i was told last night the jurors saw the music man have you ever seen that movie and the senator's like i saw both the play and the movie excellent family entertainment." <laughs> and <laughs> i was like yes it was do you remember you got trouble the famous song and uh he goes to the jury how many of us love that song and all the jury We're are like, me. like... <laughs> and uh walsh is like mr cage and he's like Professor Harold Hill, he needed a rallying cry, something to scare parents so he could be a mole savior. And he chose the pool table, remember? And the senator's like, yeah. And John's like, it's, it was just an excellent ploy. And then the music to You Got Trouble starts and John like launches in, performing to the jury. Well, you got trouble, my friends. Right here I say trouble, right here in River City. Well, sure, I'm a billion player, certainly. Mindy proud to say it, always. My proud to say it. Mr. Cage. <laughs> and John's like, this bookstore was your pool table, wasn't it, Mr. Senator? Your opportunity to convince the folks in River City they had big trouble. And the senator's like, this bookstore was trouble. And John's like, oh yeah, pushing stuff like Balzac. They didn't even sell those X-rated adult books like the stores in the Red Light District. Why not go after them? And the senator's like, I went after them all. And John's like, no, sir, Shirley Peterson's was the only store you mentioned by name in your television spot. And the senator's like, well, I admit the fact that it was on Beacon Hill and so close to the state house, that compounded my outrage. And John's like, yeah, that's right. Two blocks from the Capitol. This door was your pool table. And the senator like, it's like, it was my bane and the communities. And John's like, well, thank God we have Senator Watkins to run to the world <laughs> rescue. And the opposing counsel's like, objection. And then John just turns to the jury as the Music Man music starts up again. And he's like, now
1: friends, let me tell you what I mean. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, Packets
0: on the table. Objection. And John's like, just like the song, isn't it? And don't we all just love that song? It got the people all upset over that bookstore, didn't it, sir? And the senator's like, deservedly so. And John's like, they picketed the place. It's dangerous. And the senator's like, yes, it is. And John's like, bad for the que- the children. And the senator's like, no question. And John's like, just like the song. And he launches into the song again. Yeah. He's like. <laughs> Libertine men and scarlet women in
1: ragtime, shameless music, it'll grab your son, your daughter with the arms of a jungle animal instinct,
2: Mastering.
1: Mr. Cage, friends, the idle brain is the devil's playground singing.
2: we got some. right here River City, right here
1: River City, with a capital T that rhymes with P that stands for fool. That stands for pool. Mr. Cage, that will be quite enough. They know the song, Your Honor, and we all know the dance, don't we, Senator? Say so that. Quite. One. The performance. It was quite the performance, yes.
0: I think this was, like, maybe what gave David E. Kelly the idea for doing a musical episode. Oh, really? Well, because Peter McNichol's just so great.
1: Yeah. No, he is.
0: I just, um, remember him from when he played the camp counselor at Adam's family values. <laughs> I love it. He's like, eat me, saute the barbecue, so eat <laughs> me. <laughs> um, so then we have Ling and John coming out of the elevator back at Cajun Fish. And Ling's like, is this the way you try all, all your, your places? <laughs> and he's like, it's how I'm trying this one. Are you ready? And she's like, I'm ready. And they disperse. And then Nell comes up to Ling, like, how's it going? And she's like, mm, I'm not sure. He's a funny little man. He cross-examined with the music man. And I was like, "Excuse me."
1: And Ling's like, "I
0: like it. He's fun."
1: I thought it was such a super cute, like, yeah. little scene to be like, Ling is starting to appreciate like John's skill as a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. And I just really like that kind of yeah, that kind of recognition of oh no, he's not just a funny little man. Yeah, it's yeah. nice to see them working together. Yeah, like, not done
0: that yet. Um. So then Billy comes into Georgia's office, which I swear is the first time Official we've seen George's office. Official well, confirmation,
1: she has an
0: office. Yeah, I'm <laughs> pleased to see it. Um, and he's asking her if she's free for lunch. And she's like, sure. And she kind of gestures for him to grab her coat as she gets up. And Billy's at the coat rack. And then he just turns around and goes, I kissed Ali. And this is my- Objection. Because I'm like, of course this would be how he fucking lays this on Georgia. In the middle of a work day. In the middle day. of a work day, yeah. when she's got no, like, warning or anywhere to go to, like, deal with it. Yeah. The fucking cunt. Yeah. And it wasn't out of, like, any kind of, well, she needs to know sooner. Like, it's not fair for her to know. It was because he just couldn't handle it any longer. Yeah. And he selfishly was like, I just have to get it out. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, completely. Fuck you.
1: With bells on.
0: But her bell's on. Awful. Poor Georgia. It's like, it's like not sure say? she even heard him right. Yeah. She's like, what did you just say? And Billy goes, the therapist told me not to tell you because no good could come of it. So I did not tell you. I've been not telling you for three days. I wake up in the morning and not tell you. I not tell you noon and night. I have not told you a thousand times. And every time I see you, I have to not tell you again and again and again. And I can't do it anymore. If I have to not tell you one more time, I will die.
1: Then die. (laughs) (laughs) I was lonely.
0: You seem so far away lately. And I was like, oh, so it's her fault.
1: Yeah, how fucking rude.
0: Fuck off. Fuck you. And he's like, and he hasn't, can I just point out, he's not even said sorry yet. No, he hasn't, no. And he goes, (laughs) and when I saw Ali with Greg and I suddenly convinced myself that I was in love with her again and I kissed her and I've been seeing shrinks ever since who told me what I already knew, that I was out of my mind because I love you and I need to tell you that too. And Georgia is just absolutely pissed. She's like, you kissed Ali. And then Ali comes (laughs) barreling through the door talking (laughs) about the case. And then she just stops and she's like, Oh, because George is like just looking down. It
1: realises that uh, she is not George's favourite person right now.
0: But also that speech, he didn't say sorry.
1: Didn't say sorry. Didn't say one. I am so sorry. He didn't even yeah. say
0: I apologise. Like you yeah. didn't say anything.
1: Anything. Just I feel so bad and you were so distant and this is not
0: my fault. This has been difficult for me. It's your fault. So I did stupid. And also, stupid.
1: also it's Annie's fault. it's still quite difficult it, for It's me. your fault and it's Annie's <laughs> <Ali's> fault. <laughs> that's what it is. And I've, I've been getting help. Um, I love you. Uh, this has been really hard.
0: <laughs> that, that's all that he said. Like, things
1: are hard for me
0: right now. It's, things are so hard. So I've had to tell you this thing. So, you know, it's kind of your fault. I mean, you all, all your women's fault. And I'm finding things really
1: hard. I'm getting help but I'm still finding it hard. I love you. Still finding it very hard. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of speech is that? You (sighs) asshole. So Billy
0: goes into the unisex with Ali like hot on his heels and she's having a go at him being like, how can you just tell her like that? And Billy just goes, she's my wife, Ali. And I was like, so you get to
1: just be a cunt when you decide. (laughs) like completely. Don't give Ali the heads up or anything. Like, I, I just, and she's like, but you told me
0: you weren't telling her. And Billy's like, it just came out, okay? And then Billy walks into a stall, but Annie follows him and like closes the door after as if they're in like a room, like a <laughs> conference room. Um, and I was like, no, I don't even mind it coming out. I don't even necessarily disagree with you telling her, but I would appreciate knowing since it involves in, in, in me, involves me. And then she realizes they're like in a stall together and she like leaves and of course Georgia Georgia is right there. there And there's like this dramatic music swell and Ali's eyes get this like bug eye gif moment. Like they swell up. And Ali just goes,
1: can't imagine how that must have looked. And And she she very quickly leaves the bathroom.
0: And then Billy's standing there and Georgia's like, I think we should split up for a while. And Billy's like, I don't want that. And I'm like, it's not up to you, bozo.
1: (laughs) But then Georgia goes, well, I do. I do. Yeah. And I'm like, Woo! Yes, Georgia! Free yourself! You've got to Free try. your mind! Yeah. The rest will follow.
2: Right?
1: <laughs> oh. Ten shackles on my feet so down. I can't stand. I just want to praise you. I just want to praise you. Freedom, freedom, I can't move. Freedom, <laughs> cut me loose. Yeah, Coming up! Yeah. you think I'm
0: Katie, oh my oh, goodness, it. love it. Back in the courtroom, they're doing their closings, and um, Walsh goes, "Mr. Cage, I'll hear from you." But Ling gets up, being like, "Your Honour, he's making me do it." And <laughs> uh, Walsh is like, "Okay." So Ling goes, "It's certainly no secret. I think the idea of suing a politician for his opinions is stupid. I was mortified to be put on this." Couch. <laughs> And just looks really like sad she's like, oh. <laughs> she's like i mean of course he should trumpet what he thinks how else would we know where he stands but then as i listened i realized this man wasn't voicing his politics he was exploiting an easy mark he took this address on beacon hill dressed this bookshop up as something he knew it wasn't and then launched a battle cry and that that isn't right Oh, we know politicians do it all the time. Find something the public is worried about and tap into it. But that's not an excuse to defame somebody. That doesn't justify putting an innocent person out of business. This store doesn't even have an adult book section. He was citing Chaucer and John Irving as some of the examples of purient material. He destroyed her and he's not even sorry. They worked hard to build a store. He called it a smut shop, forced it to close down, and he's not even sorry. Her life's work, gone. And then she goes, There's a very old expression in China and she starts speaking Mandarin (laughs) and we see from the subtitles what she's actually saying and the subtitles go, it doesn't matter what I say here
2: because
1: none of you speak Chinese. (laughs) It's like Mandarin.
0: Yeah, well, exactly. Um, And um, she says, but you can see from my sad face, I'm sympathetic. You hear from my tone? It's appropriate to feel sorry for me. As I drop to a faint whisper, you'll feel sadness yourself. I'm going to finish now. Pretend to cry. <coughs>
1: <laughs> and then she like puts her hands up Like uh, her hand up Like it's become like too, too emotional <laughs> she And she then she down. like sits down yes. And everyone looks like She's just said something really deeply Propound. profound yeah.
0: Yeah. But I'm like She says like It doesn't matter what I say now Because none of you speak Chinese or Mandarin But I'm just like how does she know that? Like, that's, yeah, a, I mean, big that's a big gamble. Yeah, I mean, that's a
1: gamble, yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway. It so pays
1: off, but the, yeah.
0: The opposing council rises to do his closing and he's like, have we reached the height of political correctness when a person can be held liable for their opinions? There is a reason they came here with their blowtorches, violins, 76 trombones and the big parade. Their goal was to distract you from one clear reality. They are suing this man, a state senator, for having the gall to speak what he thinks. And if you even so much as entertain this complaint, then, oh, oh, we really do have trouble. And the opposing counsel goes to sit. And then John gets up to do a rebuff. Robust- P.S. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many of you're meant to... I don't think... I don- thought you got, like, one shot.
1: Yeah. Much. I don't think this is allowed at all. This is, like, a P.S.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But John, nobody stops him. No, he he gets up And he's like, if you feel that man really believed my client's bookstore was a house of pornography, fine for him. I would hope you would. But if you think he singled out Shirley Peterson as his pool table, now politics is an ugly game. You do what you have to, to survive. And he survived, didn't he? She didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So back at Cajun Fish... Georgia's in her office staring out the window in her chair and there's a knock at the door and Allie comes in and when Georgia sees who it is, she goes back to staring out the window. <laughs> um, and Allie does this kind of... She kind of says her piece to Georgia because she's like, there's no excuse for me kissing Billy or Billy kissing me. It's indefensible. But I would like to attempt an explanation. And Georgia's like, I don't want one, Allie.
1: So this is Allie's cue to fuck right off. Yeah. But of course she doesn't. No. Um,
0: And Ali's like, again, she's still not apologised. No, no, no. She's like, I love your husband, Georgia. I always have. Which is like a bold opening statement. Um, (laughs) But Georgia shakes her head, but doesn't turn, because she's just like, this guy. This. This fucking bitch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And she doesn't turn around. And Ali continues going, I certainly got over him. But when I found out that he met you while he was still with me, It it left me feeling, well, the love I thought I had, I never had after all. And it made me start to question love, period. Whether it... I think when I kissed him the other night, I was wanting to believe that the love he had for me was still there. Because
1: if it was still there, it had to be there in the first place. Why the fuck does Ali think Georgia gives a shit about this?
0: (laughs) I was like... This is not explaining anything. This is not a re like, like, she's going to be like, oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. I get it now. Of course, you did what you had to do. Like, I'll stand, like, what is this?
1: Is some fucking bullshit.
0: Well, Georgia just turns bitterly and is like, it seems it was and still is there. And Ali's like, I think you're right. He probably will always love
1: me. And <laughs> I'm like, oh I'm Your fucking head. Like, he does not love you. Like, how have you missed this after the last episode? After the last episode. When he
0: said the worst thing in the entire world to you. Yeah, I know. She's a piece of work. He's like, he'll probably always love me, just like I'll always love him. Maybe we were meant to love each other, but we weren't meant to be together, Georgia. We got into this big fight, and he said, well, probably the worst thing anyone has ever said to me. He accused me of being terminally unhappy. And uh, as I thought and thought and thought about how he could say such a thing, I realised that he knew, ultimately, I would never be happy with him. And that's the only reason he's not with me. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's the subtext. And it's like, why are you telling her this? This is not good words. No. This is
1: terrible. uh,
0: Terrible words. But then she goes, we're not meant to be. I say all this not to repair things with you and Billy. That's between you guys. Not to demean how much he loves you. I say this hoping to repair you and me. I'm like, You've Jesus. got a fucking strange way of going about it. She's like, I consider you a friend, Georgia. And Georgia's fr- face is like, are you
1: fucking kidding
0: me? Like, <laughs> yeah. She's got her
1: back to Ali. But completely. like That's all we see.
0: And she goes, now, I know how that must sound right now. It doesn't even ring well in my ears, but... I do. Now, I'm actually quite comfortable with people not liking me. I guess I'd have to be. So, this isn't about me wanting to be popular right now. It's about me trying to salvage a relationship that is more important to me than even I knew. <laughs> and Georgia's like, uh, could you leave now? Like, fuck
1: off. Yeah, get the fuck out.
0: And Ali's like, yeah, uh, one more thing. Oh, do, please, tell us more. <laughs> and Georgia is like, really? <laughs> yeah, like her face. And, um, and Ali's like, I am deeply, deeply sorry. And I'm like, maybe you should have led with that. Like, that is all you need to say. So this
1: is my, (laughs) like, this whole thing. Because I'm just like, Ali, that was all about you and your emotional journey with yourself and love. Why the fuck? You think it's appropriate to be talking to Georgia about this at all. Yeah. Let alone right now. You completely ignored her wishes yeah. and her feelings. Yeah. Just so you could get your feelings off your chest. And if you really, if you truly cared for Georgia as a friend, you would have waited until she, she was, was ready, ready to hear your bullshit. Yeah. And shock horror, that day may never have come. Yeah. So, like, you don't get to impose... Your fucking justification for kissing her husband when she has told you to, to fuck off. Yeah, exactly. I am not ready to hear this. I may never be ready to hear this. Yeah. I may not want to speak to you for the rest of my fucking life, as is my right to do. But it's- so kindly get the fuck out of my face. Like, yeah. I just. You are a piece of shit, Ali. Like, I am completely. <sighs> I am so fucked off but with the way, the way she's, she's treated like, Georgia. You know,
0: I. It was just, you know, it's taken this to like help me to realise, you know, what Billy, I guess, always realised that we're not meant to be together. And I'm like, oh, okay, so Georgia's marriage is just like collateral damage for you to, to realise self
1: discovery. I'm like, like,
0: you're. What she meant fucking- to do? Go, oh, I'm
1: really sorry that that got in the way, you know? <laughs> Like, you cunt. Like, I Like, fuck off. Fuck right off. If I was Georgia, I would have got up and physically pushed her from the room and slammed the door in her yeah. fucking face. Like, I am not interested in being your friend right now, weirdly no. enough funny enough fuck off <laughs> uh, you'll be the first to know if and when if, if i ever that ever yeah. happens like but i am not interested in your love life with my husband <laughs> like. but it's
0: just the way that ali thinks that oh if i oh, just georgia, explain she'll georgia, get
1: it georgia needs to know that my relationship with her is so important. And it's like, is it, Ali? Is it? Like, everyone around you has been saying, you're clearly not her friend. No. You kissed her husband. Exactly. You're clearly not her friend. And she's like, oh, but I am. And uh, if I just, if she just hears
0: the explanation,
1: she'll see. It's yeah. fine. I'm like, no, that's Like, bullshit. Georgia, feel free to kickbox her bony ass out of oh, that yeah. office. Oh, like, yeah. I forgot they did
0: that. Jesus. Yeah.
1: So back in the courthouse, Ling and John are waiting outside the
0: courtroom and Shirley comes out of the elevator um, because the jury's back and she's like, what's happened? And John's like, I don't know, let's go, we'll know soon. And they usher her into the courtroom and the jury comes in, and the foreman passes the verdict to the judge and he's about to read it and Ling like gets up and is like, hurry up! It's really funny. And then she's like, if it pleases the court. And she sits down and Judge Walsh is like... Have you reached your verdict? And they say that they find in favour of the defendant. And then Ling's like, growls. And then she's like, the foreman's like, I mean the plaintiff. And then we order the defendant to pay 1.2 million. And Ling is super happy. She's She's like, like, I did it! I did it! And like, (laughs) Miss Peterson is hugging John, but Ling like, yanks (laughs) her over to her and hugs her, which I thought was really funny. Um, And then she goes to head to the press because she's like I'm ready for my questions. I'm like <laughs> Oh please. Um and then Miss Peterson says thank you to John and then John goes up to the opposing counsel and is like it's not my nature to engage in post commentary but since you're well traveled in legal circles I'd appreciate you telling all your friends exactly what happened in here. You sneaky, arrogant, bad faith bastard. And Hi. I was like Oh yes, right, John. <laughs> what
1: they did. Oh completely. I mean, and I really liked that he was like Fuck you! Don't tell your friends. Yeah, like you fucking asshole. Yeah, but also, yeah, it was shitty what they
0: did. I'm kind of a bit like John. You should have been round the block enough times to know not to
1: rest on like the word, the of, word of a lawyer. The
0: lawyer but still, <laughs> he managed to pull it out of the bag. Yeah. So back in Cajun Fish, Ling is talking to the press on TV um, and R- Elaine, John, Nell, Richard and Ling are kind of watching that uh, with, yeah. with like champagne and Ling's going, I'm not lit well. And Richard's like, here's to Ling and the biscuit. We are on a roll. And Ling's like, I told you I'd win. Didn't I tell you? And Nell's like, yes, you did, Ling. Awesome. <laughs> um, later, Allie is in her office, just sort of writing in her notebook and Billy comes in um, and he says, thanks for talking to her. And Ali was like, I was only being selfish. And Billy's
1: like, so, you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Both of them are and you being still, selfish. Yeah. And you still do it. And you don't feel
0: bad about that. I know. Uh, well, Billy says, I know, which I think meant something. What, like, like she's a fucking too. dick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all it means. <laughs> and Ali's like, did you talk to her? And Billy's like, I tried. I don't know where she is. And Ali's like when she said she wanted to split, what went through you? And Billy's like, my life's sort of flashed. And Ali's like, well, make sure you tell her that. And Billy's like, yeah. And then he gets up and he's like, are you okay? And Ali's like, I'm fine. And he leaves at her office and they look at each other just before he gets onto the elevator. Mm. Um, and then Vonda starts singing And I Love You So by Don McLean. Um, and Ali, like, switches off, like, her lamp and everything and gets her coat Leaving and walks the out. Yeah. Um, and then we get, like, a montage ending of Billy walking home. Georgia is at a bar drinking a martini, just kind of running her hands through her hair, like, obviously, like, Upset. stressed out. Yeah. Um, and Ali's walking home. Billy is walking again. And he walks past the bar that Georgia is in and he sees her through the window. Yeah. Then we have Ali walking home still. And she sees some, like street magicians <laughs> yeah, like who that. like call her over to like play this card game they're doing on the side of the street and so she goes over and <laughs> then random billy goes into georgia's bar and like approaches her and she's looking at her empty glass all sad and then she looks up and sees that he's found her and is kind of annoyed because she's like yeah, wiping she's her tears like, like leave me alone yeah and he just puts his hand on her hand yeah and And then she just like cries yeah and then Ali is still with the street magicians like
1: betting on the cards yeah yeah. and she's
0: losing yeah um, and she's about to like do another again yeah and then Renee sees her and comes up like Like, pulls her away (laughs) you need to stop this now (laughs) and like pulls her away and then they cross the street and go home and then that's it that's it yeah so yeah Weird little that ending. is the end. Yeah, Ali's yeah. turned to street gambling, <laughs> to um, and George has become an alcoholic. <laughs> so all in all, a successful episode. <laughs> oh my god! I cannot with the two of them. They are insufferable. They
1: are absolutely. Georgia needs to just go and do an Eat, pray, love on this shit. Just like you yeah, need. Completely. I just the. That I'm so fucked off that after last episode, Ali is still clinging to this narrative that Billy loves her. Yeah. He doesn't love you. No. And you figured that he out. He doesn't love you. <laughs> but he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. And you figured that out last episode. You worked it out. It finally. You like- left. Yeah, like you had the epiphany. Yeah. And now it's like you've forgotten the epiphany. I know. (laughs) Or you've like, yeah, just completely missed this glaring fact that he does not love you. I mean, I don't know what to say. It's it's unbelievable. Not in a good way. No, completely not in a good way. (laughs) Retry. Shirley Peterson versus Harold Watkins. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad she won. Like, yes, I, think, I mean, obviously, Senator Watkins is a douchebag. Yeah, like, completely. It yeah. sounds like it's one thing to have an opinion, it's another to completely abuse your platform to yeah. target... A business. A, a business, yeah. like an in, especially an independent yeah. business, like, that is Clearly definitely not... Clearly not any kind of rules. Yeah, exactly, like, completely on... Miss Peterson's side in that. Okay, disguised Janet Reno. Yes. Yeah, verdict of the week. The jury's back. Ali is guilty. Okay. For A, treating Greg so shockingly bad. Oh, poor Greg. Ignoring his calls, not even bothering to try and create some understanding and being so seemingly unapologetic. Can we send him like a care package? Yeah, like this was a super shitty thing. She did to him. Like she completely acted like this was something she had no control over. She just simply had to do it. Things that just happened to her. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it was really shitty. For B insisting on wanging on to Georgia (laughs) when Georgia had made it very clear that she does not want to speak to Ali and clearly wants some space. After everything she's done. And Ali still can't stop herself from being unforgivably selfish. At the expense of what Georgia needs and Georgia wants. Yeah. And see for somehow, even after everything that was exposed last episode, believing, still believing that Billy loves her. I
0: don't know where she gets it from.
1: I don't know. It's fucking... What does he have to do for her to realise that he's Uh, not worth What will it take? What will it take? I don't I don't think it's I don't think she's ever gonna let go of it, oh, oh God it's um, astonishing self delusion
0: so I found Georgia not guilty but for all of this bullshit, yeah, like completely. she didn't deserve this kiss happening, she didn't deserve to be told in the way she was by Billy. and she certainly didn't deserve Ali's tirade either, no, and like I'm just. The way Billy's, like, moping around her now, I'm just worried she's going to get, like, sucked back in. Yeah. Because he's going to apologise and be, like, mopey enough
1: that she's going to be like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially. I'm like, you deserve better. You deserve so much better. better. Yeah.
0: Completely. <laughs> and, I, and it just annoys me how Billy will get forgiven, but she might, like, hate Ali. Like, she won't yeah. forgive Ali yeah. the same way, when no. really it was kind of, Certainly both of them were to blame, but Billy perhaps even more so for, yeah. like,
1: instigating the He totally thing. instigated it. I Ali mean, was perfectly happy with Greg. Yeah. Perfectly happy. He, like, manipulated he the entire situation. He completely could not stand yeah. that she was falling for another man in front of him. Yeah. Like, that's what yeah. was the catalyst for it. Yeah. And he sucked her back in. He's an in. absolute arsehole. Yeah. He's a manipulative, emotionally abusive piece yeah. of shit. Trash human being yeah so that's how I feel about
0: that yeah so Georgia gets a not guilty fair enough that time she got a not guilty after all those guilties for her being jealous of Nell yeah turns out she was focusing on the wrong thing yeah um So yeah, tell us how you felt about that episode. Uh, We are on all the social meads, as you know, Bygones Podcast or Bygones Pod on Instagram. I think it's the only one that's different. Or you can email us at bygonespodcast at gmail.com. And if you really love us, you can come and find us on Patreon because we have um, early access to episodes there for as little as a dollar. And the more you pledge, the more fun stuff we give you. So, you know, if you love us. How deep is your love? <laughs> yeah, how deep are your pockets and how deep is your love? That's all I have to say. Um, so, yeah, mains, until next time. Bye, guys. Do it right! Uh-huh.